Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring John Barrymore, W.C. Fields, Nelson Eddy, Don Amici, Marilyn Monroe, Mortimer Snurd, and Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Now, here's the last radio program featuring Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. I'll clip you, say, help me, I'll move you down. It's Sunday night, and time again for Edgar Bergen with Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurd, and Ray Noble and his orchestra. Tonight, our guest is Nelson Eddy. Good evening, everybody. Yeah. Holy smoke, it's Nelson Eddy. <laughs> the last of the Nelson, what are you doing here? Well, Charlie, I wanted to see you. Really? Yep, summer's coming on, and I could use a surfboard. <laughs> Who says I don't have a sense of humor? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, but whoever he is, he's right. Or, uh, <laughs> actually, Charlie, Nelson came out just for old time's sake. This is our last show of the season, and if you remember, Nelson started with us. That was way back in 1938. Yes, that's right. I was so young then, well, I just... Can't seem to remember who carried me up to the mic. <laughs> well, you must have been quite a boy. It took six ushers. So. <laughs> well, we had a great gang back in the old Chase and Sanborn hour. Remember that, Nelson? And beside yourself, there was W.C. Fields, Don Amici, and Dorothy Lamour. Yeah, but we've added a wrinkle or two since then. Not on this show. We smooth them right out with lanolin plus. <laughs> yeah. But, Nelson, your visit certainly brings back memories. Well, speaking of memories, that guy brought some to the studio with me. Oh? They are recordings of some of the highlights of your past shows. You mean we're going to hear some of our old friends again? That's right. Oh. I'm sure your audience would like to reminisce over those past 16 years with us. Yeah. Let's see, Charlie. You remember how it all started? Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, there was Rudy Valley. Yes. I suppose we could say Rudy was responsible for it all. He gave us our first chance. Uh... Put us on his show, you know. I'll never forget when you went to him for the job. Listen. Oh, Bergen, we've been waiting here for Rudy Valley for three days. I'm getting hungry. Hungry? Yeah. Well, I'm the one that's hungry. I tell you, Charlie, I, I'm so starved, I could almost... Uh... Don't look at me that way. <laughs> no, I'm just skin and bone, Bergen. I'd, I'd only stick in your teeth. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure this is Rudy Valley's office? Oh, it must be. There's a picture of Rudy Valley looking at a picture of Rudy Valley. <laughs> Excellent, sir. Rudy Valley. Will everybody rise, please? Welcome, your <laughs> crooner <laughs> 
Mr. Valley, we came to talk to you about your radio program. Yes, awfully good, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's not that so much. Just what are you fellows doing here? Well, I'm a ventriloquist. A what? A ventriloquist. I talk through my stomach. That's nothing. I sing through my nose. <laughs> Acrobats, jugglers, now ventriloquists. I have everything thrown at me. Even grapefruit. <laughs> Oh, this is a thankless job. I spend my days and nights looking for talent, high and low. Well, why don't you hire us? I hadn't intended to look that low. <laughs> well, we promised to work hard. Well, are you reliable? You boys don't drink, do you? Oh, no. Drink? We hardly eat. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a chance on you anyway, against my better judgment. Oh, thank you, Mr. Valley. Thank you. I deeply appreciate your generosity. Oh, stop licking his hand. All right. <laughs> And now, Mr. Valley, uh, what about money? Oh, that's all right. You won't have to pay me anything. No. There have been some famous feuds in history. The Montagues and the Capulets, the Hatfields and the Coys. But this one topped them all. I think I know the adversaries. Charlie and the great W.C. Fields. <laughs> How we battled. Yes. Oh, and how we loved every minute of it. That's right. And so did the audience. <laughs> that feud was responsible for the biggest listening audience any radio show ever had. Yeah. Whenever Charlie and W.C. Fields met, sparks flew. Ah, hello, Edgar. If it isn't up to see, the original half-man, half-nose way. <laughs> well, Charlie McCarthy, the woodpecker's pinup boy. <laughs> As long as you're here, Bill, you can talk to me while Charlie's getting his hair cut. Ah, uh, you know, Edgar, it's touching to see your affection for the little nipper. It strikes a tender chord in my heart. Oh, thank you, Bill. You know, I thought you didn't like children. Oh, not at all, Edgar. I love children. <laughs> I can remember when, with my own little unsteady legs, I toddled from room to room. <laughs> When was that? Last night? Or... <laughs> Quiet, Wormwood, or I'll whittle you down to a coat hanger. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Charles, is it true your father was a gate leg table? <laughs> if it is, your father was under it, or. <laughs> Why, you stunted spruce? I'll throw a Japanese beetle on you. Why, you barfly, you? I'll stick a lick in your mouth and use you for an alcohol lamp. <laughs> oh, I tell you, we were good friends, weren't we? <laughs> there was another great pal of yours in those days. John Barrymore. Oh, yes. He was not only a friend, he was a neighbor. He lived just a stone's throw away. And many a time he threw it. <laughs> <laughs> John owned quite a place. There was an aviary, a theater, a swimming pool, gun collection room, even a totem pole. In fact, if I remember rightly, we made a totem pole the subject of a radio show once. You remember rightly, Edgar. Yeah. Mr. Barrymore, might I ask, why have you that ugly totem pole staring at us from your front lawn? Aren't you frightened when you get up in the morning and see those ugly faces staring at you? 
Some morning he stares out and frightens the totem. <laughs> so help me speak the truth. Many a morning I feel like the third man from the top. <laughs> well, <laughs> See, the great profile. And there he stands. Oh, yes. What features? Why, they look like you've been chiseled. I have, laddie, buck many times. Look at that nose, how it points. Marvelous. He looks like he's scented a covey of quail. You know, John, your name is synonymous with profile. Yes, yes. And I might add, you know, it's getting a little tiresome riding through life side saddle. <laughs> Oh, gee, Nelson, this is getting interesting. Who, who's next? A chap called Gazzola. Oh, yeah, Don Amici. <laughs> he was a very important part of our shows for many years. Yeah. Do you remember that time he worked on your teeth, Charlie? Oh, do I? I can hear his voice now. <laughs> hello, 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 and how do you do? Well, hello, Dr. Hoyt. I'm Edgar Bergen. You were highly recommended to me, Dr. Hoyt. Well, that's a fine, yeah. that's yeah. a fine. But uh, Dr. Hoyt, he just stepped out to have his teeth fixed. Oh, he did, I see. Yes. <laughs> well, who are you? I'm his substitute. Substitute. <laughs> Filling in for a friend, huh? I'm a Michi Gazzola, first class dentist, DDS, RFD, and SOS. Yeah. Pull to the teeth while you wait. Yeah. <laughs> Gazzola, if you're a dentist, I'm Dorothy Lamour. Please to meet you, Miss Lamour. Yeah. <laughs> I think Charlie has a cavity, Doctor. Oh, now, yeah? do, do you do fillings and inlays? Oh, sure, sure. We got inlays, outlays, decays, stowaways. Yeah. <laughs> Mondays, Mondays, always. All right, all right. This is awful. This is all, all. All right, come on, kid. Jump in the side of the chair here. Climb up one of my chairs, sonny boy. No, no, no. You're not going to sing me into that. What are your rates? Oh, rates? Yes. Rates, do you say? Well, yeah. I got to cut the rates, V8, sofa plates, and a blue plate. Yeah. With two kinds of funky pie. So what is this? All right, come on, kid. Open the chair, bambino. Okay, babuno. All right, open it wide to the mouth now. Uh, Holy mackerel. Quite a wind tunnel, ain't it? <laughs> now, which took the she's a hurt? Well, I'm not sure which one it is. I think it's my cuspidor. Your cuspidor? It's the one I spit through. <laughs> Look, kid, from experience, let's play him a safe. Yeah. Let's pull them all out. That's all, bro. That's all. That's all. That Amici is wonderful. And there were many more. Oh, uh, the... excuse me, Mr. Eddie. Yeah, Bill? Well, I hope you'll forgive me, but I've got some memories, too. You have? Oh, yes. I just remembered we better get the commercial in here. <laughs> Stand back, Nelson. This means money. Psst. Hey, buddy. Want to buy some... Hey, not me. You're not going to get me to look at any... Hold it, fellow. I haven't even told you what well, I... Don't con me. My mother told me all about... Well, cool it and look. 
Hey, wait a minute. That's a Veterans Administration poster telling about the 15% rate reduction on servicemen's group life insurance. Right. Want some of this SGLI? Well, yeah. How do I get some? See your finance officer. He'll fill you in on all the details. Okay, sure. Great. Hey, thanks. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. I wonder if I could talk a little about memories now, Nelson. Well, certainly, Edgar. Some of my fondest memories are musical ones, the splendid singing of Nelson Eddy over the years, and the wonderful accompaniment of Ray Noble. But now let's get back to some of those old shows again. You know, I sure got laughs in those days, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, Charlie sure did. But after a while, you had a competitor for the laughs. Edgar created Mortimer Snert. Yeah. One of Mortimer's classics was the time he and Jimmy Stewart tangled with you, Edgar, in a panel discussion on agriculture. <laughs> Tonight's discussion will concern itself with the various phases of farm problems, and our guests are two of the most prominent farmers in the country. I would like to introduce them to you right now. Uh, first, uh, your name, please, sir. Uh, oh, my name? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's, um, oh, it's, uh, well, it always has been, <laughs> What was the query? The query. Your name, your name is Mortimer Snurt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And now for our other expert on this farm panel, uh, your name, please. Oh, well, my name is my uh, my. It's uh, oh, I know as well as I know my own name. Uh, it's, uh, uh, my, uh, what was the query? Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, your name, sir. Oh, yeah, Zeke Stewart. Mm, yeah, yeah, I see. Thank you, thank you. Uh, gentlemen, greetings and salutations. Well, thank you. I don't mind if I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go along with that. <laughs> mind if I go with you? No, no. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, please. This is a forum. Now, uh, what is your opinion on agriculture? Well, it's my opinion that no farm should be without it. Mm. <laughs> I'll go along with that. You don't get there first. Wait for me, huh? Yeah, no, 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 no. We must have some helpful information. Now, well, Mr. Snurd, what is your idea on, on increasing milk production? I'm glad you asked me. Yeah. Well, uh, first, uh, first, uh, increasing milk production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, you, you got to get a cow. You've got to do that. Uh, you'll go along with me on that, won't you, Zeke? Yeah, yeah. Should be a female cow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that, yeah. Now, this morning I milked two gallons of milk in ten minutes. I see. Well, you you must have been in great form. Yeah, sir, I was really hitting on all four. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I'll do better if I explain parity. Parity is equality in purchasing power between different kinds of money at a given ratio. <laughs> I'll go along with Zeke's opinion, yeah. Look, gentlemen, in other words, if a bushel of corn costs $2 under present conditions, do you think... Well, I'll tell you, it's like this. I haven't asked the question yet. <laughs> well, I ain't a fellow that waits until the last minute. All right. <laughs> Time's a waste, and that's for dang sure. I like you, Mort. You're nobody's fool. Well, nobody's in particular, anyway. <laughs> well, that's for dang sure. 
Yeah, we ought to get along fine. We understand each other. Uh, uh, who do? You and me. Oh, them, yeah. <laughs> That's who I was talking gentlemen, about. Gentlemen, all, all the time. gentlemen, if you a bushel me. of corn. If a bushel of corn, now get this. I like you, Mort. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's get together sometime, Mort. Okay, where? Well, uh, w we can decide that when we get there. <laughs> should a bushel of corn be sustained by supply and demand? That is, should the price of that bushel of corn be sustained by supply and demand or by government subsidy? Where'd you say that price of yours was, You see, Mr. Mort? Stewart, uh, you go down the road till you come to a crossroad, and then you make a U-turn straight ahead. And... <laughs> Is that there a small U or a capital U? Well, that's your problem, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, gentlemen, yeah. why do you refuse to answer my questions about a bushel of corn? Because we raise as rutabagas, I see. City <laughs> slicker? Yeah. Well, let's go on to the question box. Yeah, all right, let's just go. No, no, no. Here, here's the first question. How do you treat potato bugs? With contempt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, gentlemen, but our time is up. Well, I reckon that's as good a direction as any. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want printed copies of this discussion, don't write us. Write your psychiatrist. You're nuts. I'll go along with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite shows was the time Marilyn Monroe was a guest. Oh, boy, I was really living there for a while. <laughs> that was quite a romance Charlie and Marilyn Monroe had. In fact, they were on the verge of getting married. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie, in a little while, you will be married to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Charlie, there, there comes a time in, in everyone's life when... When he must learn about uh, certain things. Yes. Well, what do you want to know, Bergen? <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm trying to tell you, Charlie, is that uh, what I'm trying to explain to you, I don't know what you're trying to... Charlie! Oh, Marilyn Monroe! Oh, yes. Beautiful. I'm wearing my wedding dress. Yeah. Something borrowed. Yeah, you didn't borrow enough. <laughs> we'll be so happy. Mm. I can see it now. Yeah. You and I by the fireplace in the kettle whistling. Oh, who can blame it? <laughs> Charlie. Marilyn, my dear, we were made for each other. Kiss me, Charlie. Just to make sure. Yes, gladly, all right. <laughs> playing our song. <laughs> I think they've enlarged the orchestra. Sorry, you can't go through with this marriage. The whole country's in revolt, old boy. Yeah. Here, look, I brought my portable radio so you could hear what's happening. And now, here's Gabriel Heater. Ah, there's bad news tonight. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe is marrying Charlie McCarthy. Somewhere in an army camp, a soldier is tearing up his calendar. <laughs> Somewhere in New York, a man is crying. That's me. 
now for a brief message from our sponsor. Don't do it, Marilyn. Heaven's sake, turn on another station. I'll try this one. Hello, hello, hello. This is Arthur Godfrey, sponsored by practically everyone. Marilyn Monroe is marrying Charlie McCarthy. By golly, there'll be no commercials today. Only last night I was looking at a picture of Marilyn Monroe and smoking, and I didn't even have a cigarette. <laughs> well, she's getting married, oh dear. Well, this is for you, Marilyn. I went to your wedding. Oh, I was dreading the thought of losing you. Your mother was crying. Your father was crying. <laughs> His strings are getting soggy. Turn him off. I'll try this station, yeah. Charlie. Stand by now for a shortwave broadcast. Direct from England, we bring you the Honorable Winston Churchill. This is America's darkest hour. <laughs> the entire British Empire extends its sympathy. If Charles McCarthy insists upon going through with his marriage to Marilyn Monroe... I have only one thing to say. Never has anyone so little taken so much from so many. <laughs> oh, Marilyn, why? Why did you change your mind? Well, she took the baseball player instead of the bat. <laughs> Why didn't she tell me she wanted an outfielder? I'd have played ball with her. You know, Nelson, those are some wonderful highlights. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who takes for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of association, assembly, and action. The First Amendment to the Constitution is worded, Congress shall make no law abridging the right of people peacefully to assemble. The key word is peacefully. Respect the rights of others. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.